0: We are neck deep in the NFL playoffs, and you can now keep the excitement going with my bookies double deposit bonus. Having your initial deposit matched up to a thousand bucks is like playing every game with home field advantage. All you have to do is sign up, use promo code ZABE, Charlie Zulu Alpha Bravo Echo, and you get your funds credited to your account instantly so you can start placing your bets at my bookie with the nfl postseason in full swing there's no shortage of games to choose from at my bookie and everyone knows the playoffs equals points best time of the year to hammer the overs how about the bills and chiefs way over in that one Time to go ahead and jump in and have some fun. MyBookie is home to exclusive contests that can be used to maximize your winnings and make 2022 your best year yet. Don't miss out. Double your first deposit up to $1,000 by using promo code ZABE and place your bets and get ready for the intensity of championship weekend. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Today on the Zabecast, the clock has struck midnight on Aaron Rodgers and his beautiful mystery. Now the time has come for some hard decisions and a likely goodbye. My recap from Lambeau Field on Saturday night, plus the rest of the NFL weekend, which was bonkers. Andy Poland joins me, and the masked lunatics have come for a beloved son. Your 40 minute dose of Pure Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. Here we go. in each of the last three games and it's blocked up into the air and spinning inside the 10 picked up and a touchdown. Hafanga got the return for the touchdown after the block by Jordan Willis and the special teams. It's been a problem for Green Bay all season long breaks down Unbelievable, and that was the moment that will have changed the fortunes of not just a Hall of Fame quarterback, but a franchise as well. Good morning, and thank you for downloading on this January 24th, 2022. We've got a lot to talk about, people, so let's go ahead and get into it. I was blessed to be there in front of that career-changing Franchise-changing play. I wasn't happy about it. I'm not going to say that I'm going to cherish it in my memories, but I am thankful that I was there in the arena freezing my giblets off and saying in horror, oh, my God, they just blocked the punt. That was in the end zone where my tickets were. Uh, Thank you, by the way, to the big O. And his crew, the Meatwagon crew, a long-time Lambeau Field faithful, they were very kind to let myself and my producer Josh purchase a couple of tickets to the game. And it sucked. It sucked being in that in those stands watching that game slip away from the Packers the way it did. Rogers stunk. The special teams, known liability, fucked him at just the wrong time. And I was there. I was there not just only to see the block punt that turned the you know tide of the game like that, but also the Robbie Gold field goal that won the game for the Niners. And it was very surreal, you know, being at the game when you spend most of your life life watching NFL games on TV, it almost doesn't seem real. Like because there's no announcers. You don't hear Joe Buck saying, It blocked. It's just the boom boom. You hear the two thuds, which is not good. And you watch the ball spinning, and you're tracking it as a fan in the stands perfectly, yet the players are like, whoa, what happened? Where'd it go? What happened? And then the Niners locate it and run into the end zone, and they're there right in front of you. We were in the eighth row in that end zone. So it was all so vivid and stunning and shocking. And it was like, did it really happen, though? I didn't hear Joe Buck scream in my ear. Block punt. Is there a flag? Can there be a do-over? And you try to convince yourself, well, okay, relax. There's five minutes and change. You got Aaron Rodgers. It's gonna be all right. Narrator, it was not all right. Uh actually four minutes and forty one seconds, not five and change. Game was over. Game was over. I you know, I'll talk about this with Andy in a second, but I advocated the firing of Mo Drayton in the middle of the season. After the Bears debacle, I said, you can't get any worse. And you need to send a message. But the prevailing wisdom, at least among some people, was, well, what good is that going to do? I believe there's always a lot of good that it can do. You get a fresh set of eyes on the unit. You go ahead. I mean, oh, you're going to have an assistant coach? You're going to have an assistant guy? Uh, How do you know he's any good? Well, where do you think they got Mo Drayton? He was an assistant to Sean Meninga. Anyway, um, I said you fire him because you have to set a tone of accountability. You have to be ruthless. And this organization is not as ruthless as I think they need to be. I think the Packers still are the nicest, most, we don't do that kind of franchise in the NFL. Hell, look at the Chiefs. The Chiefs have two known domestic abusers on their team, and they don't give a fuck their head coach gave their dipshit son with substance problems and drinking problems of his own a spot on the coaching staff, and then he rammed into a family while drunk and severely maimed a little girl. They keep rolling. They don't fucking care. Tyree Kill, Frank Clark, if you don't know about Frank Clark, look up Frank Clark's rap sheet and history and background. They don't care. They're in the business of ruthless winning of football games. Now, to me, firing an assistant coach who's in charge of a disaster unit is not a hard thing to do, and it can only have positives given that you're 32nd out of 32 teams, or you can just kind of wish it away like, well, it's bad now, but they're going to get it together. They didn't get it together, and it cost them. The game was over. Now, I know some will say, well, you say, you've got to blame Rodgers more than the special teams. Rodgers stunk. Yeah, he did stink in every way possible. And that's going to go on his permanent record. It is now more likely than not that Rodgers never plays in another Super Bowl again and never wins another one again, and he will be judged accordingly. Four MVPs, one trip to the Super Bowl. That's not a good matchup of accomplishments. But here's the thing. The NFL is not about playing your best game perfectly every week. It's survive and advance. Survive and advance. When they stopped the Niners on 4th and 1, the game was basically over. All they had to do was either put together a drive to bleed out the clock or, at worst, get the goddamn punt off. If I'm the special teams coach, I'm ordering a one-step escape punt, like at the back of the end zone. I mean, uh, Bojo took three steps when they had already had a field goal blocked in the game. What makes you think your block unit on your special teams is going to have this shit together? I would have called for, I would have said, Bojo, I want one step, boom. I know it may not be your best kick. I don't care. Give the ball back to Jimmy G at the 50. He's not going to score a touchdown. We're up seven. I think he could have given Garoppolo a week. He wouldn't have scored a touchdown. Oh, but he got close twice. Threw a pick at the goal line once, dagger, and then got down fourth and one. They couldn't convert. If they had just forced him to throw outside the numbers more, he might have had three pick sixes. He already almost had three pick sixes. It was a disaster of a night, but I was there. The snow was coming. It was beautiful. It was freezing. God, it was freezing. But it was beautiful. I'm glad I was there. I hate I was there. It took forever to get home. More on that in a second, but I'm glad I was there. And now, into the long, dark night. Here's Steve Mariucci explaining the basic nuts and bolts of the situation with Rogers, and it sums it up pretty well. Basically, ah. oh excuse me, basically this thing was designed to blow up by the way they set it up. This was the last dance dynamic, and here we are. Trust me, I've been a Packer fan all my life. Uh,
2: people are they're not ready for this departure, all right, over there in Green Bay, but. I thought he had one year left on his contract because I thought that second year was negotiated off. Mm -hmm. Uh, I may be wrong, but As far as what I know right now. His second year a void year. So, so he's got really one good year left. And the Packers are way over the salary cap. I'm putting on not my fan hat, my my general manager, my business cap, okay? Packers are way over the salary cap, okay? It's going to be very difficult for them to keep both Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, all right? If Aaron's on the team next year, he counts for $46 million on the cap. If he's not on the team next year – they gained $19 million on the cap. That sounds like a good deal. He's the MVP. He's great. He's, he's healthy. All of those things. They could trade him. Yeah. They could trade yeah. him Boatloads. and get a boatload of draft picks. Matthew Stafford got two ones and a three. And a quarterback, all right, from the Rams to, in the Lions trade. So this is the time to do it. If he's only going to be there one more year and then they go on without them. you might as well get something for that and play with somebody else next year and get a bunch of picks and get rich quick, so to speak, kind of like the Dallas Cowboy did. Remember when you traded Herschel Walker? You get all those draft choices, and it it propels you into the next decade.
0: That's not going to be similar. That was way more draft picks, and they were smart enough and lucky enough to get Aikman and Emmitt Smith. It's over, and I hate to say it because I wanted to see Rogers retire as a Packer. I don't see it happening. I think he's going to have to really adjust his game and adjust his mindset to love football more for loving football and less about loving to prove people wrong or stick it to the haters or whatever it is that motivates Rodgers. He's got to channel a little bit more of what Brady has, a pure love of the game, in what could be a a glorious four-year stretch to end his career from ages 38 through 42. But he's not going to do it in a Packer uniform. I think that's pretty clear. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match. You need indeed. We are neck deep in the NFL playoffs, and you can now keep the excitement going with my bookies double deposit bonus. Having your initial deposit matched up to a thousand bucks is like playing every game with home field advantage. All you have to do is sign up, use promo code ZABE, Charlie Zulu Alpha Bravo Echo, and you get your funds credited to your account instantly so you can start placing your bets. At my bookie with the NFL postseason in full swing. There's no shortage of games to choose from at my bookie. And everyone knows the playoffs equals points. Best time of the year to hammer the overs. How about the bills and chiefs way over in that one? time to go ahead and jump in and have some fun. MyBookie is home to exclusive contests that can be used to maximize your winnings and make 2022 your best year yet. Don't miss out. Double your first deposit up to $1,000 by using promo code ZABE and place your bets and get ready for the intensity of championship weekend. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. All right, let's call our man Andy Hello. <laughs> As the great Vern Lundquist would say, in your life, Andy Poland, <sighs> which have, game have you which seen game? a weekend of NFL football quite like this? No, wow.
1: And you know about my plan to live to be 100. I can't imagine I'll see a better one. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Unreal. The game has just ended in Kansas City. And let me give Andy some credit. I actually proposed talking to you in between the first and second game today on Sunday. And you said, I'm going to try to stay up late for the late one. And I go, wow. And you're like, dedication. Aren't you glad you stayed up for it?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, this is not an 8 it's 15 not kickoff. This You're is, right.
0: It's 10 yeah, o'clock. Yeah. Normally, your bedtime is what? 10, 10-30? Uh,
1: I'm usually in bed between 9 and 10, so a little later okay. tonight.
0: So okay. Yeah. Anyway, so, and what a game. It just back and forth, uh, there was how many points scored in the final two minutes of this game?
1: 25, and plus you had the seven with the overtime. So, yeah, 32 <laughs> points since two-minute warning. <laughs>
0: And I feel absolutely gutted for Bills fans because yeah. they have already had the four falls of Buffalo. You saw that 30 for 30, right?
1: Oh, yeah. oh Well, I lived it, too. I went to the—
0: I know. You, you, <laughs> you were Buffalo at those games, including one against the Redskins. But there was that, and, and now this. They're a team that's obviously— on the come they've got a god mode quarterback in Josh Allen and they seemingly pulled off the impossible not once but twice in this game and they still lose it's not yeah. fair it's not right i thought packer fans were gutted after saturday night this is even more gutting because the packers played like shit and deserved to lose the bills yeah. played great and they still lost
1: yes but defense is part of the game too and I can leave Travis Kelsey open like that, you know, is, is, is also an egregious mistake. I so I
0: agree. It's yeah. hard to believe that with what? Uh, f- was it 18 seconds left or 13? I think it was 18 it was 13, seconds.
1: Left. No, no, they had 13 seconds left, and they did have their timeout. But 13 seconds left, and, you know, you kicked off out of the end zone. So you're asking them to go, what, 60 yards, something like that? in 13 seconds you can't hold them under that
0: see i thought a squib (laughs) kick would have at least burned a couple seconds off the clock and i thought every second mattered but i believe that yeah but i believe if you squib it can you fair catch a ball that has already hit the ground or no
1: Uh, that's a good question
0: i don't really know i don't think you can Mm -hmm. because you're not catching it right Right, right, right. So, right. so it, as soon as the ball hits the ground, it's not like the clock starts then. It only starts when you touch it, right? I think so, yes. Okay, so you could probably cover up a squib kick, give yourself up, and that would stop the clock right there. So you might yes. have only burned a second or two. What I don't understand is this. Why can't a D coordinator say, look – we just have to defend two plays and 35 yards. We're going to play normal defense and take our chances. All of this layback, rush three, cloud, zone bullshit, it always seems to end up fucking the team on defense.
1: Yeah, they do seem to overthink it. But, you know, these are these are coordinators who've grown up with this tradition over the years that whoever they worked for before always did it this way. So right. I don't know. It, it, but, but the way this game was going – whoever touched it last was going to win. And, you know, now, yeah, believe me, and especially in Buffalo, tomorrow, the whining about, oh, the Bills didn't get to touch the ball in overtime. That's not fair. How, oh. how, how can that work, you know? Here we go. Here we go. Kansas City was a victim of this too in the championship game a few years ago when when uh, Tom Brady went right down the field. That's and right. Didn't give him a chance to touch it. So you know, yeah, it yeah. works
0: both ways. So the uh, Chiefs are going to go to their fourth straight AFC Championship game. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's a record or not, but it's hard to do in this day and age of parity. And of course, yeah, well, they- it's not
1: a record because the, because the Bills did it. Right? Oh, Bills you're right. The Bills,
0: they lost four yeah. straight Super Bowls. Yeah, but it's it's the most pretty much since the Bills in the early '90s. So you're mm-hmm. talking a 30 year span. Have you seen now the updated years since stat on the championship game? Now that the Bengals are in, yeah, it's Washington 30. <laughs> yes, 30 mm-hmm. number one for Washington. Yeah. So it goes Washington most years between appearances 30, uh, Detroit. Thirty, Cleveland. They,
1: they met right. They met in that championship game. Cleveland,
0: yeah. Cleveland twenty nine, Miami yeah. twenty nine, and Dallas twenty six years. Mm hmm. No, no, no. And, oh, and, and cool. what what do the Cowboys and Washington have in common?
1: Owners who can't get out of the way.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I trust me. I would trade ours for theirs. Oh, did I just say ours? I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to say that anymore. (laughs) I would, if I was a, if I was a Washington command, if I was an Ocaquan admirals fan, Andy, I would, (laughs) I would trade, I would trade owners in a heartbeat. Although Jerry Jones is still not getting it done. Not at the larger level. No, he's not. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I was there at Lambeau Field on Saturday night. I'm sure you saw the social media posts oh, and whatnot. Oh, it was. Oh, the, yeah,
1: yeah. And you broke your own rule, too. And you boy. Till the end.
0: Oh, Andy, and I'm telling you, it was brutal. <laughs> I it know. was brutal. So <laughs> because of a light, well, they called it a light snow. It, it was snow. Snow mm-hmm. came down starting in the second half, as you saw on TV, and it persisted all the way through the night, uh, including all the way down to Milwaukee. And so therefore, the ride home, which normally takes two hours, took four four and a half hours. Four and a half hour ride, what's normally two hours in the snow, bumper to bumper, red taillights the whole way. And it was two hours just getting to the highway out of Green Bay. So it was a long, brutal night. And having to sit in, the the dirty diapers of a Packer brutal loss. (laughs) It was was not pleasant. And what's funny is, you know, my producer, Josh, got very angry at me because I was daring to listen to sports radio while we were stuck in traffic. He said, do we really have to listen to this? And it was like a very sharp kind of annoyed tone. And I go, yeah, this is what I do for a living. I want to hear stuff. I want to amalgamate. I want to synthesize. I want to hear what people are saying, including yeah, the yeah. idiot callers. And so he got annoyed because one caller was so drunk on the Packers postgame show that he said in between drunken hiccups, I kid you not, they were audible, like <gasps> <gasps> he said something about Rogers undermining his teammates. Giselle would have done this. And then a third anecdote about when he played football in high school, what he and a buddy did. I go, Oh, oh I wish I cool. had audio of that fucking phone call. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Look that that. That is what we do. You know, <laughs> those are our people.
0: <laughs> it was right. also brutally cold. What's the coldest game you've ever been to in the stands?
1: Well, It's funny you should say that because they just said on TV that 40 years ago, the 49ers beat uh, Cincinnati in the Super Bowl. Now, that was indoors. That was at the Silverdome. But the few days before that I was in Detroit, the coldest I've ever been in my life. The walk from, from the car to the hotel was brutal.
0: Just oh, brutal. But you don't remember standing outside. You went going to a game that was a super cold oh, game for three game? hours.
1: Well, yeah. Well, my, my father, to like, one of the early games he took me to, uh, 1968, end of season, meaningless game between Washington and Detroit. And, uh, you know, I was, what, uh, nine years old. I made him stay till the bitter end. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was frozen stiff. The game was like a two-touchdown game, but I refused to leave because I didn't get to go to that many games in those days. That was a big treat, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I had never been. I mean, it was 14 degrees, which was not bad by Green Bay standards, but it dipped down to like eight or nine by the time the game was done. Luckily, the wind was not howling too bad. The snow also made it colder. I had a heated – jacket that runs on batteries, rechargeable batteries, Mm. Milwaukee tools. I didn't feel a whole lot of heat from that. I had big, thick boots. I had big wool socks. Only one layer, though, of socks, which was a mistake. And so by the time that game was ending, I was on the brink of going into a full sort of convulsing chills meltdown, basically, Andy. And this was after spending halftime inside the warmed atrium at Lambeau Field.
1: Well, let's see. When the game was over for me, I hit the two buttons on my remote, pulled the covers over my <laughs> I, body,
0: I know. and went
1: right, went right to sleep. I know. <laughs> but, but, see, that's you know, the thing. You,
0: Going to games is so weird because I, yeah. I, I went to more games this year than probably any year in my life, come yeah. to think of it. I went to, I went to six NFL games, five Perfect. at Lambeau, one in Minnesota. That's a lot. And here's the hard work. Well, here's the thing it's not necessarily hard work, but when you're watching the game, you don't see what's going on very well. I know. Unless you have 50 yard line seats that are up in the midline of the stadium, you don't see a whole lot. Like you you see it when it's down near your angle, obviously. Mm -hmm. So I'm watching the game at Lambeau, and I could have watched the Jumbotron have a better idea of the plays. But then I felt like that was kind of cheating. And so I forced myself to watch the real plays with my naked eyes. Yeah.
1: See, this is why, this is why the NFL until 1973 blacked out all home games, including playoff and championship games. Because, and, and these are the days when people had two, two TVs that if they were big, they were 20 inches. And uh, the owners were afraid that nobody would go to the games. And now they don't care because, all the money comes from television. But, yeah, it's it's a different experience. It really is.
0: But yet, for these playoff games, certainly, and for many cities during the regular season, people still go. They still oh, yeah. want to well, be part of that communal thing and the, the, the jubilation and the celebration when your team wins. There's nothing like it. But the price of that is the crushing despair when your team loses. And that's what right, I experienced but, on Saturday. But you were in the – those people who've gotten used to this in Green Bay – people here in
1: Washington it's been a long time since they were in a position to suffer that crushing defeat you know well that's that's the
0: thing um that's the thing and I I I try to impress that upon Packer fans because they have had essentially a 30-year holiday from the realities of the NFL which is finding a great quarterback is so hard to do 30 years Andy and they've gotten a bit numb to it. And so as I'm there in that stadium, as I'm watching the game, I'm thinking it's a better-than-50-50 shot that there's not another home playoff game for the Packers in the next five years. To have a home uh-huh. playoff game at all, you got to be one of the top four teams in your conference. That's not easy. Well,
1: you know, they've had a lot of prosperity, uh, although they have only two rings to show for it. Well, and that's, the, and that's the thing.
0: They have definitely underperformed for what they've had at their disposal. I mean, hell, when Rodgers is, you know, in line for possibly his fourth MVP, and by the way, they vote before the playoffs, right? Yeah, Uh yeah, yeah. So that's going to be awkward. He's going to get his fourth MVP. They'll have been knocked out at home in the divisional round. He will have gone 0-4 against the team that he said, they're going to regret not drafting me. (laughs) <laughs> more than the other way around. Remember that? He's 0 4, Andy, against the Niners in the playoffs. That's pretty I think they, I think they still regret not drafting him. But yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. fine. They still regret it. But yeah. anyway, and uh, and the Packers are just seven and seven at home in the playoffs uh, in mm-hmm. the last twenty years. No one else has I, lost more home games. I mean, there's there's few bigger myths uh than the so called Lambo Field Advantage. It's just not there. Right.
1: Well, you know, what, what people like to say, especially people who haven't played, is, well, they're used to playing in those elements. Nobody's used to that. No. And, and, and actually, I talked to Mark May about this. Uh, Mark May finished his career in two warm-weather places, San Diego and, uh, and also in Arizona. And he said, we actually had an advantage when we went and played in a cold-weather city. Because we were doing our workouts when it was, you know, 80 degrees and high humidity we were in better shape than the teams that were working out either outside or inside of the bubble. And so, yeah, I think this thing about, oh, yeah, they not know how to handle the elements. No, they really don't. They're, all, they're cold too. Yeah. And, and, that, and, and, so, and that's what really they felt was happening with Favre at the end of his career. He wasn't as effective in cold weather. And, you know, he, he wanted to go to Minnesota and play indoors, wound up in New York for a year, and I guess had one year outside and one year inside Minnesota. So yeah, you know, the,
0: that's the way it is. The big thing that's going to be talked about tomorrow morning in the show is the special teams once again fucked the Packers. Oh, Worst that unit That was unreal. Unreal. I mean, who who allows a blocked field goal and a blocked punt? And I mean, they were they were smothered, the two of them. Yeah. Smothered. And then to send only 10 men out on defense on the game winning kick. And it was after a timeout. That yeah. is clown yeah. <laughs> show level stuff. So the, the defensive coordinators got me by the name of Mo Drayton. And he was an internal hire, Mo Drayton. So it's one of the worst hires ever. He had a game, his unit had a game against the Bears in which they allowed like a 96-yard kick return, uh, had another blocked field goal. They had a bunch of shit go wrong. Total clown show. And I said after that, I said, you got to fire him. And there was an amazing amount of pushback from people and some Packer media like, oh, well, what good is that going to do? And I said, that's the problem. The Packers are the nice franchise. They're the we-don't-do-that franchise. I said, it's a position coach. Those guys get fired all the time. You have, an under, you have a liability coach for a disaster unit. Fire him and see if it doesn't wake people up. Get the players on that special teams unit to focus a bit more. Or maybe the assistant special teams coach has noticed some shit that's been wrong, but he's been afraid to bring it up because he doesn't want to lose his job. Yeah, yeah, But they didn't, and so now this summer they're going to have to fire him because the oh, thought yeah. of he, bringing he... him back is nuts. So when you fire a guy in the summer who cost you the playoffs in the winter and you had the chance to fire him before he cost you that chance, you have made a huge fuck up.
1: Yes, yes, but you had a team, I, I, I agree with you, but you also have to look at it from their, their standpoint. They got a team that's tracking to have home field in the playoffs, number one seed and the NFC, do you want to do something that could be upsetting to your organization? See, and that's the problem. That's hand, the problem. Handing, handing new responsibilities to somebody who's not you know necessarily what? going to be able to handle it. I yeah. don't know.
0: But they were they were they were the worst unit in the league, so they I know. can't it's, it's get incredible. any worse. They couldn't get any worse. They could only get better. And now they're going to have to fire him anyway. I really think it's a symptom that they the, the Packers with this thirty year run. They've gotten to really buy into their Tiffany franchise kind of reputation. It's Mm -hmm. this iconic, historic, you know, Lambeau field, Lombardi, and it's wonderful. I love it. I'm not saying you shouldn't embrace it, but I think they're a little bit high on the fumes of it because, you know, like me, prior to the trade for Favre and Holmgren and Wolf coming in, they Mm -hmm. were a joke.
1: They, no, they, were, were terrible.
0: they were Siberia. They were, as Chris Berman dubbed it, the Bay of Pigs matchup. Right. Remember Tampa and Green Bay was mocked yeah, as yeah. the Bay of yeah. Pigs? Because they were a shit well, they, franchise. They stayed, speaking of staying with somebody too long, Bart Starr was
1: a terrible coach for a long time. I want to say yes. seven or eight years. But and, how do you and, fire and, a legend like that? Right. And, and then he got fired and he was mad. And he had a <laughs>
0: record that was ridiculous.
1: And, and, yeah, it, it finally started to get better uh, a few years after he left. Yeah,
0: yeah. crazy. And the problem is, it's, uh, it, the way it's been set up, it was almost designed to blow up because Rodgers is going to be $42 million on the cap next year unless they restructure him. They don't really want to do that. They think highly of Jordan Love. He's waiting in the wings. Uh, Devontae Adams is going to be prohibitively expensive, and they can't franchise him. They're $46 million over the cap already. So it's going to blow up. I believe, here's my prediction, Andy. Rodgers will be either a Bronco or a Steeler. Adams will make a gazillion bucks with the Chargers uh, because they have the third most cap space and they've got Justin Herbert. Think about how deadly that combo could be. And the Packers will get back two ones and a two. They might make hay out of it. And they better hope that Jordan Love is not just another guy like, say, Sam Darnold or Jalen Hurts or Daniel Jones or Drew Locke. They better hope he's really good.
1: Right. right. you got to have one of those guys. And if you don't, you're nowhere. So, you know, Matt Stafford might be the guy. He might be the guy that, that whatever the Rams had to do to make it happen, they did it, and that's good. But they're, you know, they're also uh, a very small window. Also, they're they're not going to be a,
0: a team that's going to be good for. They got to no. win it
1: this year or or, yeah. or bust.
0: Yeah, and let's talk about that Rams uh, Buccaneers game. Holy shit! What an almost choke by the Rams in this game. <laughs> Unbelievable!
1: I mean, it it, it, it it defies logic what they did. Right. And and and, and how does that possibly happen? Uh, you know, and, and yeah, it, it has to be just a joke, and, you know, I mean, and you, you got this great, you know, flat belly coach who everybody loves, McVay. But, but you, but he, McVay. he got,
0: yeah, he got all, you know, he got his ass puckered up pretty damn good in that game. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. That was, that was really, odd. I mean, they, it wasn't like this was Brady against, uh, against Atlanta. This was not a, a Brady at that
0: level. And the Rams just kept giving him chance after chance after chance. It was crazy. Yeah. So uh what do you think Brady does in the offseason? I think I think Brady's gonna retire. You do? Yeah. Why?
1: Uh, it's I it's about time. <laughs> I, I yeah, I think I think Giselle has prevailed upon him. And oh, really and did, finally. Yeah, and did, did did you see that did you see that what they did? Al Michaels took some quotes that Brady had given him, and there's meetings that they have the day before the game. Yeah. And he kind of, you know, bounced them around a little bit. It, it, it just sounds like, you know, and, and also, speaking of cap problems, they're going to have some real issues in Tampa next year, too. So does he want to come back with a team that might not be capable of winning? Or does he go out and he say, look, I delivered a Super Bowl for Tampa, and uh, I, I, it's time to go. I, I think that's what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, well, we'll we'll have to see about that. But uh, Rams and Niners, and then Chiefs and Bengals. Uh, talk about the Bengals game real quick. Uh, you, do you hear how cocky this rookie kicker, Evan McPherson, yeah. is? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you know, when he was drafted out of Florida, and I think it was until the fifth or sixth round, people were like, I don't know about this kicker pick. And they were they were ripping on it. And the Bengals' official Twitter account sent out, that's why you draft a kicker in the <laughs> NFL. So they definitely yeah. were right about that. But basically, he said, uh, uh, according to uh, Joe Burrow, he's like, guess what? Uh, as soon as he started stretching, he's like, well, looks like we're going to the AFC championship game. Right. I love that. Got to love that. Yeah. 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 I mean, sooner or later, he'll go bad,
1: you know, and he'll be he'll be on some other team at some point. But would you rather have that or you would rather have, well, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to try. You know?
0: Yeah. I saw, I saw our colleague Grant Paulson tweeted out a reminder that uh, the Dolphins, when the, they played the Redskins prior to that Burrow <laughs> draft, ran mm-hmm. the most horseshit two-point conversion to try to, quote, win the game at the end. Almost mm-hmm. like they were purposely trying not to convert because both they and Washington were in the running for the number one, number one pick. It turns out they picked one, we picked two. They got Burrow, we got Chase Young. My God, Andy, think about that.
1: Well, I mean, Justin Herbert was the pick, but they, they didn't do that, and part of the reason was they had to still satisfy Uncle Danny that uh, that Dwayne Haskins could play because you would invested in the fifteenth pick in him the year before. So, you know, all that stuff, that mud slide always comes down and, and buries them. You know, there's just no way around it.
0: Hold on a second. That was the twenty nineteen draft? Yeah.
1: No. No, what? no, no. Haskins was nineteen. This is the twenty twenty draft. Burrow no, no. was a rookie last year. Was a rookie no, last no. year? No, 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 no,
0: no. No, Andy, the twenty twenty draft, Burrow went yeah. one Chase Young right. went too. That's what I'm saying. They should have well, taken but, Justin Herbert. At, at oh, that. oh, okay, fine. Yeah, but but yeah. but the but the larger point is that tanking is important to do. <laughs> I know you yeah, don't well, believe in tanking.
1: The Eagles you did should. last year. The Eagles did it at the end of last season, and I, I thought this was going to be a complete rebuilding year. And now they're at least saying that Justin, that uh, Jalen Hurts is their guy.
0: Well, I think the football team should start tanking for about 2 years cuz they really well, don't have much going on. They think they're talented. They think they can reach and find a quarterback. I think they're delusional. No, but of course they're delusional. They've always been delusional. <laughs> but
1: but they're going to have a new name and new colors. So they can't afford gonna...
0: you can't afford to tank with new colors?
1: Well, look. The stadium issue is in a complete embarrassment. They're they're stuck at a stadium now. They're they're trying to gin up some support in Virginia. I don't think that's going to happen. But they've got to have something at FedEx Field that's better than what they've got now. I mean, there's there's they're, they're not drawing any home fans. It's it's awful. The reason that railing collapsed is they were trying to get up close to a visiting player. <laughs>
0: that that is really really bad. Yeah, I'm about it. All right, well, the NFL stays undefeated, uh, doesn't it? These,
1: I, I got into some Twitter dust-up with some idiot <laughs> last week about it. You know, I cited the numbers of, of the NFL versus uh, the other sports. So, for like example, that, that Dallas game last week drew 40 million people. Do you know what the NBA Finals averaged? Uh, no. 10 million. Wow. The World Series. 11 million, the wow. NHL 2.5 million. And some guy goes, well, your numbers don't reflect the local market. I said, well, well show me some numbers here, pal. <laughs> the NFL, as Albert Brooks said in concussion, they own a day of the week. Come
0: right. On. Right. And, and the thing is uh, today, Monday is going to be a bitch because there's no football. It's, yeah. it's like the first Monday without football. In a long time. Well, actually, yeah. the second because they're at the end of the year, there is no Monday football.
1: Right. Although
0: well, there's only two games there, left. Or wait, or no, there was, wasn't there? Didn't this? No, it didn't. It ended on Sunday.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah I, I, I game joked game on Twitter. I said,
0: "Can we just pull two teams that are already out of the playoffs and pay them, pay yeah. them money, cash money to play an exhibition game tonight?" Well, I told you about the, I told you about this on Twitter that they used to have something like that. Really? Uh, yeah. Prior to the merger.
1: So the NFL was just two divisions. And so in the championship game for the NFL, the winner of one division would play the other. Well, the two second-place teams would hold a game like the day before in Florida to determine who would finish third. And, you know, obviously they stopped that uh, once they, they started having Super Bowls and uh or maybe they didn't stop it then but but the merger stopped it and and it was the most ridiculous game because you know what do you get for third place a cookie yeah they played it though they played it and Lombardi said he said I played in that game once I plan to never do it again <laughs>
0: and <he laughs> right. one and done why are we doing this <laughs> yeah. yeah unbelievable yeah. stuff uh last ad any Thoughts on your guy, Al Michaels, who I ripped today on Twitter for one of the worst final calls of a thrilling game I have ever heard. Yeah, he really did
1: undersell that. Um, and uh, I, I, I don't even know why, because he lives in L.A.,
0: and he just doesn't have to slip back to Tampa next week. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought he lived in I, San Francisco, I, Al Michaels. No? No, I think he lives okay. in L.A. Yeah. All right. No, good for he's, him. He's a
1: member of Bel Air. He lives yeah. the good life. It's good to be Al, um, and he's also, by the way, on your side of the aisle. Just so you know, um, but I, I still uh, he, don't like
0: his calls. I think he's terrible. By the way, Jim Nance was fantastic in the in the Chiefs Bills game. Fantastic, on yeah, point, MV, and great.
1: MVP of the weekend for play by play for me was Iron Eagle. Iron Eagle is the best. Iron Eagle's incredible. Iron Eagle's great. Yeah, he, he's the best. But you know, Nance was good, and uh, and Al, I like Al. Uh, but he did have two very old references today. He he referenced Rube Goldberg. (laughs) (laughs) Collinsworth didn't know what that is, and he's in the 60s. And uh, he also said, don't touch that dial. Television don't have dials anymore. (laughs) Uh,
0: There's a website, rubegoldberg.com. But Rube Goldberg was named after an American cartoonist by the same name, Uh, who had a chain reaction type machine or contraption intentionally designed to perform a simple task in an indirect and overly complicated way. In other words, it's like the kid's board game Mousetrap that was based on a Rube Goldberg-like contraption.
1: Right. It's a a pretty well-known phrase when you say that the rube goldberg right invention or whatever i don't give
0: a shit about the old references andy he's just off point with his calls and he has these weird guttural whines instead of actual play-by-play calls there was a pass to the end zone and he goes brady (laughs) and it was incomplete and i'm like what the fuck was that well, we, deserve be on, we deserve better. We deserve better. I know you like Tirico's Al. Coming. We just, coming. Oh no! The year. latest they say that Al Michaels doesn't plan on retiring. Latest headline right. I saw.
1: But 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 yes, he's going to go to Amazon. He's going to do the no. Thursday game.
0: Oh great! And, he,
1: and and there's a possibility. you see this too? That that Troy Aikman goes with him. Good. And uh, yeah, and Sean Payton goes and replaces uh,
0: Aikman in the Fox booth. Yeah. Ooh, I like, I have no idea if Sean Payton will be any good, but I know that Aikman sucks. So if I could shuffle if I could just concentrate all the guys I hate Al Michaels and Troy Aikman into one broadcast, that's better than spreading them out and having them ruin multiple games every week. Yeah.
1: Well, that's they're they are probably going to get the Thursday package
0: the way things are trending right now. All right. Very good. All right. Well, shit, it's going to be a long wait till Sunday. For the last yeah. two football games we've got before the Super Bowl, but what a weekend!
1: Uh, yeah, let me and let me say this too. I need West Coast time. This is ridiculous having to wait around until three o'clock for, for <laughs> yesterday four thirty for a football game. You know, <laughs> I used to like the twelve thirty kickoffs, and and once I was in San Francisco for the playoff
0: weekend, and the game started at 9.30. It was great. It was fantastic for your old guy life, but, hey, you're yeah. just going to have to deal with it. The NFL figured out prime time is the right time, and so let's start these a little bit later. Let's stretch yep. the taffy out a bit longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. All right, Andy, good to talk to you as always. We'll chat next week. Hi, right, Jake. Take care. We'll end on this. The mask maniacs have come For a beloved son, or maybe a former now beloved son, how dare John Stockton, former Gonzaga Bulldog, how dare he not wear a mask at Gonzaga games? Doesn't he know there's a pandemic going on? Never mind the fact that we've been told now by the experts who change their story every month, pretty much, if not more frequently Oh, yeah, those other masks, the cloth masks and the little disposable blue surgical masks, those, yeah, those don't really work. N95s, though, those work. Because Omicron, right. The virus is uh, smaller. So the old virus, that was bigger. Your little handmade scarf, that would block it, except when you're eating or drinking, then the virus just waits for you. And so now N95s. But, oh, my God, John Stockton, you're not following the rules. They have taken away Stockton's season tickets for Gonzaga home games. Wow. So what happens when this finally all disappears this summer? And trust me, it's all going to go away. Coronavirus is going to get memory hold by, by the media Uh, and certainly by the Democrats, because it is an absolute anchor around their necks as we get towards the midterm elections. What happens then? Does Stockton get his tickets back? Does he even buy tickets again? Will he sever ties with the university because of it? I don't know, but it seems like a crazy thing to do. We can't have him doing this. It's the same dynamic in play as Novak Djokovic. We can't let him be a beacon and an icon of free choice, or, God forbid, contrary thinking. All right, that is a wrap for me today. Thank you so much for listening. Wow, what a weekend of NFL football. As they said in Gladiator, as Maximus said in Gladiator, are you not entertained? I am. I'm heartbroken for the Packers. I'm depressed about forging ahead without the great number 12 Aaron Rodgers, but I accept it as the price of fandom, and I was lucky to have at least been there, freezing my ass off and spending six and a half hours in the car with an angry young producer who did not take the loss very well. Eh, Give Josh another 23 years, like I have on him, of various sporting heartbreaks and kicks to the nuts, he'll come around, but he took it pretty hard. All right, that's a wrap for today. Thanks for listening. Spread the word. Rate and review. Tickle the algorithm to give us success and to bless our crops. Have a great Monday. Go through that Monday football withdrawal. And for all the teams and their fan bases who lost, except for Bucks fans and Brady fans, I say to you, I'm sorry. That's life. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. We are neck deep in the NFL playoffs, and you can now keep the excitement going with my bookie's double deposit bonus. Having your initial deposit matched up to a thousand bucks is like playing every game with home field advantage. All you have to do is sign up, use promo code Zabe Charlie Zulu Alpha Bravo Echo, and you get your funds credited to your account instantly, so you can start placing your bets. At my bookie with the NFL postseason in full swing. There's no shortage of games to choose from at my bookie. And everyone knows the playoffs equals points. Best time of the year to hammer the overs. How about the bills and chiefs way over in that one? Time to go ahead and jump in and have some fun. My Bookie is home to exclusive contests that can be used to maximize your winnings and make 2022 your best year yet. Don't miss out. Double your first deposit up to $1,000 by using promo code ZABE and place your bets and get ready for the intensity of championship weekend. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with My Bookie.